acknowledge that we live, work, and play on the traditional territories of Blackfoot, Confederacy, Siska, Kainai, the Kani, the Sutina, the Lyaks, Nakoda Nations, the Métis Nation, Region 3, and all people who make their homes the Treaty 7 region of Southern, Southern Alberta. Good afternoon, everyone, and uh, thank you all for being here today. Uh, special thanks to Councillor Sonia Sharp, Councillor Andre Chabot, uh, Her Worship Mayor Jody Gondick, uh, Minister Mike Ellis, Minister Nick Milliken uh, for being here today, and for all members of the task force. It's been a pleasure working with you all so far and uh, looking forward to uh, the further discussions about how we help address challenges that we're seeing uh, many face in our community. As you know, this task force was formed just this past December and focuses on implementation of policies and investments that will improve public safety, reduce homelessness, and help individuals recover from their addictions. Our government is proud to be partnered with municipal leaders, Indigenous leaders, as well as community leaders who are focused on the same issues. So as many of you know, again, my background is not-for-profit. And uh, as we talk about public safety, that was certainly an issue uh, back when I worked on the front lines. You know, I wanted to start off talking about one of the stories when I was working overnight. It was about two or three in the morning and I looked out the window and there was a gentleman, a gentleman that used to stay in our program that was down on the street and two other fellows were beating him up. And I ran out there and uh, yelled at these guys and both of them thankfully ran away from me. I didn't think about after until afterwards uh, the situation I might have put myself in. But thankfully they ran away and I was able to provide first aid for this individual, bring him into the shelter and provide that support. I remember another time when I was working uh, on one of the outreach teams and we were wandering up and down the alleys and we found two fellows that had just uh, set up for the night in between two trucks and uh, they had uh, cracked open their six pack and they were about to have themselves a nice evening. And at the same time, six other fellows came down uh, the alley and approached us and immediately started to threaten these two guys, demanding that they give their beer over to them. We were able to intervene and we were able to direct these hostile fellows away from these two individuals as they quietly snuck away and we were able to help them in that moment. I know also when I worked at youth shelters, many of our kids that were out on the streets were often victimized and abused and came back to the, the shelter battered and hurt uh, or worse. And uh, so when we talk about public safety, I think it's important that we talk about public safety for all. We know that we've seen increasing concerns of public safety on our streets and in our communities. I know as I've been knocking on doors in Calgary Klein, it's become an increasing concern for many of the neighbors in my constituency, as I know right across Alberta, and especially here in the downtown core. So again, I think it's important as we work towards addressing the growing concern of public safety in our community, we recognize that this is a growing concern for all Calgarians, including those who are currently experiencing homelessness. Many of the people experiencing homelessness are victimized, abused, and mistreated. So that's why I'm in uh, particularly excited to be able to be here today for this announcement so that we can work towards improving the quality of life for all Albertans, especially for those on our streets and those in our communities. And now I'd like to welcome up Minister Ellis for the next step. Well, thank you, Minister, and uh, sorry, thank you for your, your past service to the community and your current service as well. So task force members, thank you all. Uh, Mayor Gondek, Chief Newfeld, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, certainly the government of Alberta appreciates working with uh, all levels of government and, and certainly your support on this initiative has been greatly appreciated. So good afternoon um, and again, thank you for joining us. Uh, when our government announced the Tiagri Task Force, um, it was with the intent to take immediate action 
on initiative, initiatives that would be would and have meaningful results for the people in our community. I'm so pleased to be here today with community leaders, task force members at various levels of government on a new action to be taken to protect Calgarians. In partnership with the Calgary Police Service, Alberta sheriffs are being redeployed to work alongside CPS beat teams that work in the inner city. By working together, CPS and sheriffs will patrol these communities so that people can feel safe, regardless of where they are or what time of day it is. This pilot project builds on successes of CPS beats and bikes teams established to address crime and social, social disorder in key neighborhoods in Calgary's inner city. I want to acknowledge the hard work CPS has done to address safety in the inner cities uh, on these teams. And I also want to uh, commend CPS for its human-centered approach, which puts the emphasis on public safety through visible police presence, but also prioritizes connecting people who need help with resources in the community. Now, many, many years ago, I was an officer with the Gallery Police Service myself, walking these exact same streets, and actually in this, this cul-de-sac that we are uh, sitting in today and attending this uh, St. Louis Hotel that we uh, um, uh, used to patrol years ago. And it was a different time back then, but these are the same streets that the sheriffs and CPS members are going to be patrolling today. However, it was a very different time, and their only tools at that time were very limited. We had ticketing, and we had arresting people. Now, under the leadership of a former chief of police, uh, a good friend of mine, Rick Hansen, police were starting to become more connected to the people that they serve and to uh, and the concept of community policing was one that was being shaped. Times have changed and we know that the community policing is the way to build trust and order to protect the community. That's why I fully support this pilot project as we cannot arrest our way to improve public safety. In order to better protect all members of the communities officers serve, they need to be strongly connected to the community itself. This means having deeper understanding of the geographical area, the people that, that, uh, that live in the area, the issues that they're facing, and the community leaders um, where it, things are happening day to day. When officers are this involved in the communities they serve, trust is being built between the police and the communities. So officers are seen and welcome and valued members of the public service. This is what makes human-centered approaches successful and the addition of the Alberta sheriffs does not change this, rather it builds upon it. The aim of this pilot project is to enhance CPS's ability to provide a visible presence with the addition of Alberta sheriffs while also responding to community concerns and getting help for people who need it. At its most basic, these kind of patrols can mean that there's a faster response when there's an urgent call nearby. Whether this call is a distress in an overdose, an act of social disorder or criminal activity, having patrols actively patrolling with more boots on the ground helps to ensure that the appropriate response happens in a timely fashion. But as Alberta's government, we're also taking a proactive step by helping CPS prevent crime and victimization. We're also adding more tools in the tool belt to CPS officers so that they can better be equipped to assist folks who are struggling with mental health and addictions and who are in crisis. By establishing a more visible presence and expanding the tools available to officers, we can deter crime and make people who live, work, and visit these communities feel safe while serving Albertans that need help. With the help of the Alberta Sheriff, CPS can, uh, CPS can cover more ground and officers can spend more time interacting with people in the community. However, I should add that 
all police services in Alberta make day-to-day operational decisions independently of the government, so I'll leave any specific details to Chief Newfeld and Acting Chief Andrews. So since I was sworn in as Minister of Public Safety and Emergency Services, I've talked openly and often about the paradigm shift that must occur in policing. No longer will police services be seen and used as an arm of the state. They must be an extension of the communities that they serve. Albertans must remember that police are not forces. They are rather services that respond to people's needs when called upon. This pilot project is a fantastic example of the paradigm shift as it is a great opportunity for officers and sheriffs to engage with Calgarians at the broader, uh, and the broader Alberta public. Officers will hear concerns, help those in crisis, and respond to calls. Calgarians moved into the neighbourhoods like the East Village, where we are today, expecting a safe, vibrant, and welcoming place to call home and make a living. And we have a duty as a government to ensure that people are safe, and that is what we will do. I want to take a moment to address some comments that I have heard regarding, quote, more police, unquote, isn't the answer to complex social issues like homelessness, addiction, and mental health. So first and foremost, this gives the misconception that having more police just means that officers will be out arresting citizens and throwing them in police cars. I want to be explicitly clear, through this pilot project, officers are here to help. They're here to help the community by linking vulnerable Albertans with services that they need while providing the necessary safety to the public. As well, nobody involved in this effort is saying that this is the only solution. In fact, Alberta's government established the Public Safety Task Force in Calgary and Edmonton because we know that tackling complex social issues require, require collaboration and a multifaceted approach. We know that improving public safety also means helping uh, people break the cycle of addiction, which is why the provincial government has funded more than 8,000 beds since 2019. With that being said, no mistake, make no mistake, enforcement is an essential part of public safety. People who choose to hurt other people must be stopped and be held accountable by the justice system. As the minister responsible for preserving public safety, I have a duty to respond, and this pilot project is part of that response. Today's action is about rights. Vulnerable populations have the rights to access supports that they need to break the cycle of recidivism. But the rest of Calgarians, they also have rights. They have a right to feel safe in the downtown. No one should feel scared or afraid to go out at night. No child should be frightened to wait, to wait for a bus or city transit. And no one should worry about going downtown. It's not only possible to uphold and balance both of these rights, it's an obligation that we have. So with the actions that we've announced so far through our continued work, we're committing to do both. The pilot project we're announcing today is one step to address these complex problems and as part of a broader strategy we're developing with our partners, and it's a promising step forward for the City of Calgary. And with that, I'd like to thank you and welcome Minister Nick Milliken to the podium. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Minister Ellis. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you to all the task force members for being here. It is a pleasure to be here today, not only as the Minister of Mental Health and Addiction, but also as the MLA for Calgary Curry. Today's announcement is about two things. One, keeping our communities safe, of course, and two, treating mental health and addiction as healthcare issues. This is exactly what we set out to do when we established the Calgary Public Safety and Community Response Task Force in December. As a Calgarian myself, I want to quickly thank Minister Ellis, uh, the Calgary Police Service and the Alberta Sheriffs for coming together to collaborate and improve public safety in Calgary. 
Alberta's government believes the police services are essential partners in building strong recovery-oriented systems of care to help people struggling with addiction and mental health challenges. For example, when someone experiences a mental health crisis, police officers are often the first ones who are called and the first ones to the scene. These are incredibly difficult situations, and while police officers are not mental health professionals, they are required to keep the individual and the community safe in these situations. That's why ensuring police officers have the information they need can make a big difference both for them in their response and for the people in crisis whom they are trying to help. Alberta's government is continuing to roll out the Health IM system to provide police services across the province with timely access to information when responding to crisis calls where safety is at risk. Health IM is an innovative system that provides public safety personnel with tools to better assess the needs of a person experiencing a mental health emergency. Through Health IM, officers have access to a mental health risk screening tool and information sharing with health facilities and community-based services. This innovative tool not only connects people to the help that they need, it also increases safety and makes sure police and emergency resources are used as efficiently as possible. Alberta's government has committed $2.4 million over three years to implement Health IM across Alberta. The first police service to implement Health IM was Edmonton Police Services, and since then it has been rolled out to Lethbridge, Medicine Hat, Camrose, as well as the RCMP's West and Central Divisions. And I am pleased to share today that later in 2023 that, that Health IM will be available to the Calgary Police Service as part of our ongoing efforts to keep our communities safe while treating mental health and addiction as healthcare issues. Police officers, other first responders, and community service providers all have the ability to make a positive difference in communities and in the lives of people struggling with addiction and mental health challenges. And I look forward to seeing this innovative program roll out in our city, and we will continue to work with the Calgary Police Services, Alberta Sheriffs, first responders, and community organizations across our province to better support Albertans who are struggling. So, Thank you, and with that, I would like to invite Chief Constable Neufeld of the Calgary Police Services to the podium. Thank you, Minister Milliken, and thanks everybody for coming this afternoon. Uh, as you said, Minister Milliken, the police and our peace officer partners are often de facto the first point of contact for individuals struggling with complex social issues, including mental health, addictions, and homelessness. And I, I would pause here for a second, just to acknowledge the people at the back of the room the uniformed members of the Calgary Police Service, the uniformed members of the sheriffs, uh, and oftentimes in this space, we'll see uniformed members of Calgary Bylaw and Calgary Transit uh, peace officers. And these are the folks that actually get that work done. At the end of the day, it's great to talk about systems. It's great to talk about initiatives and investments, and those are all very important. But at 2 o'clock in the afternoon or 2 o'clock in the morning, it's these folks that are out actually interacting directly with individuals and finding creative solutions that will actually help people uh, to get to a better place and make Calgarians feel safe. So I think it's, uh, it's very important to be able to acknowledge the folks in the room that actually do the hard work and get it done. Here in Calgary, here in Calgary, we've been working very hard with our civic partners, as well as those in the social sector, to intervene thoughtfully and appropriately, depending on the circumstances of the individuals that are involved. We've invested heavily in several call diversion initiatives, such as non-emergency or sending non-emergency social disorder type calls uh, to our partners at the Downtown Addictions and Outreach Program, or DOPE, the DOPE team as they're locally known, 
or by transferring low-risk mental health calls received in Calgary 911 through 211 to our partners at the Distress Centre. And in the next few weeks, Calgarians can expect updates regarding our partnership with the Alex to deploy community uh, mobile crisis response teams, so non-police community responders, to low-risk mental health calls in the community. So really all of this is about making sure we get the right resources to the right individuals in the right places at the right time, and that wasn't always possible. And while partnerships, prevention, and diversion will always be important pillars in our collective response, we also recognize that there are those who refuse to accept help or who insist on committing crimes or making others feel unsafe. There are also people who are not sick at all. There are people who simply choose to break the laws and victimize others. And these are situations that call for decisive responses by police and enforcement partners to put an immediate stop to these behaviors. Over the next few months, our partners at the Alberta Sheriff's will be deployed with our downtown beats and bikes officers, if you've heard. Using a data-driven approach, these officers will patrol in the areas of highest need on foot or by bike, delivering a full range of the services that I've discussed. They play an important role in ensuring that we have a visible and accessible policing presence in our city's core, including transit and other public spaces, to ensure that everyone feels safe and supported while enjoying our city. And while we lead with support and services where that's appropriate, make no mistake, we will not tolerate acts of violence or criminal behavior in our city. Post-pandemic, we know that Calgarians have been very concerned about social disorder and their perceptions of safety in the community. This collaboration with the sheriffs is a valuable opportunity to augment or supplement CPS resources and deploy more uniforms into our community at a time where we've struggled with our own staffing shortages. We're looking forward to the opportunity and the positive impact this will have for Calgarians, including those who are in need, in need of supports and connection to services. I'll wrap up with one final comment to Calgarians. Calgary continues to be a safe and vibrant city. And though we've seen an increase in social disorder over the past year, I want you to know that we will continue to do everything in our power to make sure that you can continue to feel safe and that you are in fact safe as you explore everything our city has to offer with friends and family. And with that, I'll turn it over to Acting Chief Bob Andrews of the Alberta Sheriffs. Thanks, Chief Newfeld. Um, good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for coming. So it's my pleasure to be here today on behalf of the Alberta Sheriffs, representing Chief Sheikh, who has, couldn't make it today. He sends his, uh, his regrets from the Canary Islands. So, uh, so you have me today. So. Um, as Acting Chief, I'm, I'm very pleased uh, staff from the Alberta Sheriffs have been given the opportunity to participate in this initiative with the, our law enforcement partners from the Calgary Police Service. Our Sheriffs, like other uh, police officers from other agencies, chose a career in law enforcement because they want to protect and serve the community. Sheriffs do this every day across the province in various roles they perform, whether it's within the safer communities and neighborhoods teams, advanced mobile surveillance support to alert, providing traffic safety through commercial vehicle inspections and traffic enforcement on Alberta highways, dealing with problem wildlife and conservation law enforcement, transporting prisoners across the province and protecting staff and visitors at the Alberta legislature and the 74 courthouses across the province. The setting may be different in this case, but the mission is the same and that is keeping people safe. To our intention, sheriffs will provide a reassuring and visible presence in the inner city over the coming weeks. From the perspective of our organization, this is a great opportunity for our members to work in collaboration with other law enforcement. 
while developing and learning new and different approaches to problem solving and community engagement. The 12 members taking part in this project will be able to then take what they've learned when they return to their regular duties and share their experiences with their colleagues. The Alberta Sheriffs embrace the opportunity with, to work with the Calgary Police Service and look forward to this partnership. We hope our presence and public engagement will provide a positive differences in the lives of people who live, work, and visit this great city of Calgary. Thank you, and I'd now like to invite Calgary Mayor Jody Gondé to come up and speak. On behalf of my Calgary City Council colleagues, Oki, Dada, Nastada, Tanshe, Ambawastich, everyone. This is an important day for our city and its residents, a day where we are collaborating across governments and organizations to improve quality of life for all Calgarians. Independently, many of us in this room have made announcements over the last few years to demonstrate how we are addressing some incredibly wicked problems like homelessness, mental health struggles, addictions, poverty, and vulnerability. We've invested dollars into the housing system, healthcare, enforcement, and social services. And while we were doing that, we realized that the actual key to success rested with casting off our jurisdictional blinders and recognizing the value of dialogue between parties to come up with robust answers to some pretty complex problems. I can tell you that Calgary City Council is pleased to have been a driver in pushing for stronger mobile response measures designed to assist those who are experiencing crises, as well as supporting those in the community around them. Together with groups like Calgary Police Service, the DOPE team, the ALEX, and many other important and committed organizations, some of whom are in the room today, we've been able to deploy resources as needed to respond to the very specific needs of our neighbors who find themselves in a period of crisis. Today's announcement is a welcomed enhancement to efforts that are already underway and is proof that true public service means building relationships and focusing on how we best meet the needs of our common constituents. I'd like to thank the provincial government and members of Calgary's Public Safety and Community Response Task Force for this piloting project with Alberta sheriffs, which allows them to buddy up with Calgary Police Service to offer even greater crisis response to the communities of downtown, Beltline, Inglewood, and East Village. A very special thanks to City Manager David Duckworth, Councillor Sonia Sharp, and Councillor Andre Chabot for their contributions on this task force. We are a stronger city today through this partnership. We look forward to the learnings that will come from this pilot project so we can continue to serve the public in a meaningful way that improves everyone's lives. Thank you, and with that, I will turn it over to Press Secretary Dillon to manage the flow of media questions. Thank you, Mayor. That brings us... Thank you, Mayor. That brings us to the end of the formal part of the announcement, and now we're going to move to media questions and answers. We're going to be starting in the room, and there's a microphone just behind the cameras here. I'll ask any members of the media that are interested in asking questions to go to the microphone. Members of the media will get an opportunity to ask a question and a follow-up. I ask that you keep your questions relevant to today's Calgary Sheriff announcement. If, when I point to you, can you please say your name and which outlet you're from? So we'll let the first question come up here. Uh, Tyson Thor with CTV. Uh, Minister Ellis, I guess this would be for you. Uh, we're hearing, so it's a 12-week program. Um, this would probably put us in the middle of May, but I don't know if the actual data might be May 31st is when this program would end. 
Why did you decide that date? We, of course, know there's an election two days prior to that on the 29th. We know that summertime, it gets very busy down in the downtown here. Uh, was there any discussions on maybe making this a full-time pilot program? Well, we have to do the pilot program first, right? And then I would say that uh, all options are on the table after, you know, the reassessment. Uh, but, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, this is a collaboration. It's not a specific decision that's made directly by me. Certainly working with the Calgary Police Service, the Alberta Sheriffs, um, you know, I mean, they, the sheriffs, I don't want to get into your, your um, kind of rejigging here, but I mean, they, they had to pull some folks off of other duties to then also make sure that they have coverage. So this was just something that, that worked out at this time. Uh, Follow-up would be for Police Chief Mark Neufeld, if that's all right. Uh, just in regards to this program moving forward, I know uh, you, ha you have said in the past that there's a lot of people out there that uh, are very bold when it comes to interactions with police and, and maybe more officers with sheriffs on the streets will help. We've, uh, we did see this morning that there, there was even an altercation. Uh, an indivi individual was shot by police last week. There was another incident. Uh, we saw something out in RCMP. So in your opinion, are people just being coming more bold when it comes to interactions with officers and your your hope with this type of program would would maybe deter some of that you know i think that's hard to tell i think that's a a fairly complex question given the fact that we've just come through the pandemic and there certainly have has been a surge in in, in issues around mental health that we've been dealing with i certainly commend members of the police service uh, here in calgary and across the province for the good work that uh, they're doing to deal with this type of thing and, and this morning was another example of that um, I think we certainly have seen one thing uh, and that is after the pandemic we saw a uh, maybe some questioning of institutions and certainly a reduction in the amount of respect for law enforcement and I think we saw that across North America quite frankly and so I think that's part of it I think there's uh, there's uh, you know some hangover from that but at the end of the day we know that we need to provide a suite of services ranging from you know, we're very fortunate in Calgary, the services that we have, and we know there's individuals that we'll come across that will just really need compassion and connection to services. And then at the other end of the spectrum, there'll be people who will be, you know, criminally involved and whether they're too sick or too addicted to make better choices, um, they're going to need some motivation and the police will provide that motivation as well as they do. So I, th I think it's a complex issue. I think there's lots that goes into it. But again, I, I commend the men and women that go and do the work because it's a hard time to do that work. We've seen in increases in number of assaults against police officers and this type of thing. So again, I welcome the partnership. I think this is, uh, it, it underscores the good relations and partnerships between law enforcement agencies in the province and the fact that we can come together as we need to to, to address new problems that we haven't had before. And so I, I, I commend the whole group. Thank you, Chief. We'll move on to the next question. Hi there, Alana Smith, Globe and Mail. Uh, my question is actually for Minister Milliken. Uh, it's on the Red Deer Overdose Prevention site. Uh, I know the government has said that giving control over to AHS from Turning Point was to respond to, quote, changing needs in Red Deer. And I know Turning Point said that they were shocked by the announcement. They didn't know it was coming. So can you explain in detail what those changing needs were and why this transition was necessary? So, as you know, um, we have, uh, with regards to uh, supervised consum consumption sites, we have um, managed to put together some regulations to ensure that those, um, that those facilities are highly medicalized and extremely professional. What we've, what we've found is that AHS has done a great job as a provider with regards to these services. I'm looking now to Lethbridge as a similar situation where they were brought in, uh, took over, and then were very successful. Obviously, 
uh, we're constantly in contact with council, the communities, and I think some of the changes that I guess you've probably been referring to would have been some of the comments from all the different ways that we've been in contact with stakeholders. And as such, uh, knowing that uh, we've had success in other jurisdictions with regards to um, ensuring that the community uh, is safe, obviously a topic that's uh, pertinent to today, we've had that experience in Lethbridge, and I think that Red Deer will be uh, what I expect to be a very similar situation. Thanks. So are you saying that Turning Point couldn't create an atmosphere that was also doing all of those things that was safe, they had already had it up and running? Why did it need to transfer? I don't think you've answered that. Appreciate the question. Um, there are several providers that can probably be effective with regards to these types of services. As you know, uh, Boyle Street does it in Edmonton um, and is looking to expand. Uh, what we found for the Red Deer area, similar to the way that it uh, went through with Lethbridge, was that we were um, highly successful in ensuring that some of the issues that were being raised by communities, et cetera, we're able to be met with AHS as the, as the provider, as well as ensuring that the, server, that the services themselves were still provided to those people who required them. Thank you, Minister. We'll move on to the next question. Hi, Darren Krauss, Livewire Calgary. I think this question is probably for Minister Ellis first. Uh, it's obviously a pilot project. I'm just wondering, like, what are the factors that determine success? Is it just strictly a drop in the number of social disorder incidents or, or what sort of measures do you have in place? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, like, look, I mean, people need to feel safe in the city and that certainly is a narrative uh, that uh, I have heard time and time again, whether it be in my constituency or outside of my constituency that the folks are not feeling safe. So I'd say that, you know, that is very subjective, but I think that that is, you know, one thing that we need to look at. I know that, uh, you know, Chief Newfeld, no different, um, uh, then Chief McPhee up in Edmonton, there will be uh, certain metrics in regards to the interactions that they will be having. Uh, you know, please, Chief, correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is your officers, every interaction is going to be documented and, and that there will be details showing um, what types of interactions and how they dealt with the individuals uh, when they have those interactions. So there will be metrics that we're going to assess. The second question is for Chief Newfeld. Uh, Chief, the mayor referred to it as a buddy-up system but I'm wondering if you can kind of clarify the deployment and the chain of command. Uh, is this going to be CPS deployment and sheriffs are just joining them or how is that going to work? Yeah, make no mistake, Darren, the Calgary Police Service are the police of jurisdiction in the city of Calgary. So this is going to be an operation that's led by the Calgary Police Service. Um, the sheriffs are going to be an integral part of that, obviously, but so are um, the city of Calgary bylaw officers as well as uh, transit uh, peace officers, as is always the case. So I think this is around leveraging all of the resources and coordinating in a way that makes the biggest impact. You know, for me, I think that uh, your question around, you know, metrics and, and evaluation, we're putting together the evaluation framework, but I've said to my team, really, it's a common sense approach. Like at the end of 15 weeks, if we have Calgarians saying that, man, like I was able to travel to the public spaces, whether it be transit or wherever that I usually go, and I noticed more uniformed officers, regardless of the color of the stripe on their pants, and I had positive interactions, and I saw less of the things that actually make me feel less safe in the city, that will be a success if we have Calgarians saying that. But of course, we're going to measure the usual things. We, we typically measure you know, arrests, 
weapons seized, charges laid, but that's not all. As I say, as we're trying to uh, deliver services right across the continuum, we'll want to, to measure, as the minister said, the number of interactions, the number of referrals to programs like BODP, the Virtual Opioid Dependency Program, the number of connections to services, if we're able to get people off the street. I look back to, it was almost a year ago, I think we did a joint uh, operation with the community at Dermot Baldwin Way. People will remember here the encampment that was out on the street. And you'll see a year later, that has not been back. And we don't have uh, emergency services do, running the gauntlet to try to get to uh, medical emergencies inside the DI. We don't have uh, staff at the DI feeling like they're unsafe uh, the way that they were at that particular time. So I think when we come together and deliver services, and in Calgary, we've got a, an incredible history of working not only with enforcement partners, but also community partners. Uh, and that's why you see facilities like this and that sort of thing where uh, everybody gets on board. And I think we can, we can have unconventional and, and really successful outcomes when we apply the right interventions and the right services to the right people. Thank you. Thank you, Chief. We're going to take one more set of questions on the floor before we go to the phone lines. We'll go to the next set of questions. Rick Bell, Calgary Sun. Um, my first question, uh, and I might give the second supplementary to somebody else. First question to Minister Ellis. Um, this is a public safety announcement, so I'd like you to address the issue of public safety. I think there's been a lot of discussion here, and quite rightly, about uh, addictions and about people who need to get off the street and need to get healthy. Myself, uh, being a one-time addict, understand that completely. But I want to talk purely right now for all those people who've been writing in, reading articles, who are concerned about themselves, their families, their friends, the people on their streets, and what's happening to them. And already with this news out, readers have already said they want more done already. Even before you've done the pilot, they, they want more. Oh, there's only 15 sheriffs. Can we get 30 sheriffs? Can we get... And the last time this happened was around 09. Some of the folks here remember the beat cops. I think there were 62, as I recall. Big announcement. We went and they went out on the streets. There's a big thing. I remember, so, yeah. yeah, you were there too. So you remember. So what, the first question I'm going to ask very precisely about this for the people, the law-abiding people who are not screwing up the transit stops, who are not you know, uh, doing drugs in the local Safeway washroom, the people, the people who are not doing those things, the people who are the victims of those things. How far are you prepared to go to deal with this issue? In other words, after a few months, let's say more needs to be done. Let's say more support has to be given to the Calgary Police Service. Maybe we need more sheriffs. Maybe we need uh, a stronger, more visible presence with even a stronger mandate, what is the government of Alberta prepared to do to deal with this issue going forward, post-pilot project? Thank you for the question, Rick. We're prepared to do whatever it takes for Calgarians to feel and be safe in the city of Calgary. And what, and, and what does that mean? Does that mean when we see the budget, there's going to be more money for uh, local policing, perhaps, for perhaps in Calgary's case, the Calgary Police Service? Or for, the, or for the Alberta sheriffs? Um, I'll let you not take this up as your second question. <laughs> well, no, but I'm saying, I'm saying concretely, give me some examples of yeah, what you're prepared look, to look, do. Look, Rick, I mean, we're, we're, we're prepared to do this pilot project, no different than what we are doing in Edmonton. We have to assess, we have to reassess, no different than we do in any other project. And quite frankly, as even what the chief said there, if we are having some successful measurables and we're 
uh, hearing feedback from the citizens of Calgary and you know, we're understanding that is working, then yeah, we will do whatever it takes. If it requires, um, you know, more injection of, 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 you know, I hate to use the word money, but it, if it requires more money to make Calgarians feel safe, then that is precisely what we're going to do. Thank you. Thank you, Minister. Operator, we're gonna to turn to the phone lines. Can you put through the first caller? Thank you, Catherine Grakowski, Alberta Today. Uh, good afternoon. So on the subject of metrics, I'm wondering, will we see a public report when, when you talk about um, anecdotal opinions? Will there be public surveys? Um, I'm just wondering how the public is going to know how this project is going. Hi, Catherine. Thanks for the question. I thought this one might fall to me when you started out. So I'm going to tell you, uh, stay tuned. We've got a number of people, obviously, from within our service, as well as within the Sheriff's Service, working through uh, the evaluation program and the metrics and that type of thing. So I'm really not sure whether they put their mind to that. But I, I, I mean, obviously, these are public funds being expended on trying to do good things for the public. So we have no problem reporting on it publicly down the line. But what that looks like, I'm not sure. But I would just say, I'd just say stay tuned. We're working through that. Thank you, Chief. And Catherine, do you have a follow-up? Yeah. Um, so I believe, I believe, as Minister Ellis said, that the idea isn't to throw people in the back of the cop car. And there are, you know, other programs such as the the DOPE program or mental health crisis diversion. And I was wondering why partner police with sheriffs as opposed to partnering police with uh, social workers or or other community workers for this type of pilot. Quite simply, visible presence works. Um, you know, time and time again, uh, for for decades, and I'm sure you know Chief Newfeld or any police officer in the room could give you a, you know a, a kind of a, a history re recount as to how, whether in uh, whether it be in Calgary or with the other jurisdictions, just having that visible presence, walking down the street, deters crime. That's just the reality. And uh, the great thing is that uh, Calgary, uh, as a former police officer in Calgary myself, you know, we have been recognized as certainly one of the more progressive police services in, in, in Canada. And uh, that's been something that, uh, you know, something where we're very proud to have uh, held for years and years and years. And uh, making sure that um, those police officers, uh, when they engage with somebody who's vulnerable, uh, is able to have the tools in their toolkit to get those people the help that they need. And uh, whether it be detox, treatment, recovery, or sometimes it's even working with other not-for-profit organizations to make sure that they get to the shelter in a safe way. So this is something that we certainly uh, look at. Thank you. Thank you. Operator, we have time for one more set of questions. Can you put through the next caller? Thank you. Adam Toy, Global News. Yeah, thanks for taking my question. Um, open to the floor. Just wondering if uh, there was an examination of, of trends and data uh, before this um, before this pilot was conceived of, because I, I looked at some of the numbers and it appears that only a handful of communities within this, the core area uh, have seen increases in social disorder calls. Wondering if if, if somebody can speak to that. 
Thanks, Adam. Great question. And I think when it comes to policing, I think data is uh, drives all these days. I can tell you that some of this is around crime and disorder data, which you're probably very familiar with. And then, and then parts of it is also around perceptions of safety in some of the communities. And so those are two very different things, but we also know the perception is reality. And so at the end of the day, with our data regarding where um, uh, you know, complaints are coming in where people are feeling unsafe. If I'm thinking about transit, we have the type of data where we know where we would like to have people, what time of the day, at what stop. And so that's the whole thing. And I think the earlier question about, um, you know, why are we partnering sheriffs with police officers? We already have the partnerships with uh, social services and great partnerships in the city. What we really needed because of staffing shortages was to be able to stretch those uniforms uh, and those that visible presence a little bit farther. Uh, for Calgarians. And so at the end of the day, we do have that plan. And like I say, we're talking about the augmentation or the addition of sheriffs to the program. But but don't forget that we're also uh, work closely every day with bylaw and uh, the city makes a very significant investment in transit peace officers and security as well. So again, it's around the coordination of those resources, uh, using the data to get folks to where we need them, uh, when we need them there to make the biggest difference for Calgarians. Thank you. And Adam, do you have a follow up? I sure do. Um, with a dozen new sheriffs that are going to be joining uh, the CPS officers, what does that look like in terms of um, uh, on-the-ground coverage? Are we are you going to be able to have uh, units roaming through downtown on a 24/7 basis, or have you figured out uh, like quantifiably how that improves the visibility and the coverage? Yeah, great question. Also, a little bit uh, further into the details than I would have visibility into right now, but let me just say that between the folks leading the project uh, on our side and on the sheriff's side, they're looking again at what days of the week, what times of the day. We recognize that across a 24-hour, 300, or sorry, seven-day-a-week, 365-day cycle, which we're not going 365 days, but we want to actually add this augmentation in the times of day and in the locations that it makes the most sense. So that's uh, being looked at right now, and those will all be things that will get factored into uh, shift scheduling uh, once we know exactly how many people are coming and when we can get rolling. So yeah, all of that's being taken into consideration. Thank you, Chief. That's all the time we have for today. And that brings an end to our, our media question and answers and, and end to the event. Thank you, everyone.